Welcome to Let's Talk Cake. I'm Carrie, and today we will be talking to Michelle from Michelle Leo Events. People aren't just bakers nowadays, they are definitely artists. So now I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm like, cancer's not going to hold me back from making cake. Are you kidding me? People sometimes ask, like, what's your hobby? Well, my hobby is my job. I love what I do. It's like a canvas that you get to start over every single time you do a new cake. And then you give it to someone and you get to see their smiles and their faces. I mean, it's unbelievably rewarding. Caking for me is all about creating a moment and a memory. Hey everybody, welcome to this episode of Let's Talk Cake, a podcast by cakers for cakers. I'm Carrie and together with my daughter Savannah, we own the dessert studio in Utah. So this week in the bakery was another week without Savannah, and I have to say I'm really missing her in the bakery, but I'm not missing her much otherwise because I try to go over there at least every couple of days, and sometimes it's several days in a row, because I absolutely am obsessed with the new baby, and I just can't get enough of her. So I do get to see Savannah too, and it's good to see her too. I just don't hold her and snuggle with her like I do the baby. But yeah, we're really glad. I'm really glad that she's having this opportunity to spend time with her baby and not worry about work. So for at least another week, um, well, for a few weeks, she won't be in the bakery, but for at least another week on the podcast, I'm doing it by myself, but maybe she will be here next week. We will see. Anyway, one cool thing that happened in the bakery this week is that a lady from Denver, her son is working at a ski resort here in Utah, and he had a birthday, and she and I messaged back and forth for a while because she wanted to be sure that he was remembered and felt loved on his birthday. And so we ended up doing a, a pretty good-sized order of cupcakes for her um, and delivered them up to the ski resort to him so that he could have enough to share and a little party, and he would know that his his mom was thinking about him and loved him. And it was just a reminder. I mean, we all know this, but it was just a reminder that what we do is so cool because it isn't just a job. We actually have the opportunity to help people show their love for other people. And I think it's just such a, a cool thing to be able to do and so needed in a world that's just so rough sometimes it is just so nice to be able to be a part of people showing others how much they love them so that was cool we had a few celebration cakes and another wedding cake this last weekend and so it was a pretty busy week but I think that probably the highlight was driving up in the beautiful mountains and delivering cupcakes to an 18 year old boy who was having a birthday so anyway it was it was a good week we're really excited this week because um, actually a few weeks ago when Savannah was still here, we did some um, interviews and one of our interviews was with Michelle from Michelle Leo Events. And just to give you a little background on Michelle, she owns one of the, seriously, one of the best wedding planning companies for sure in our area and possibly in the country. She's been recognized nationally. She's been published in national publications. She has been featured on Martha Stewart Weddings. I mean, she she really knows what she's doing and she creates the most beautiful weddings and events and has a whole team of people that she works with. And we've had the privilege of working with her and her team on, on several occasions. And it's just so great to work with people who are so um, 
such leaders in their field. And so we asked her if she would be on the podcast because we felt like she would probably have some information that would be good for all of us um, who are doing cakes to kind of know the best way to get ourselves involved with some of these event planning companies. So let's go ahead and get that on. All right. So today we are with Michelle from Michelle Leo Events. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you. Good. We're so excited to have you on. Michelle is a wedding planner that we've had the privilege of working with a few times, and we just felt like she would have some good, valuable information for all of us about weddings and events. So let's jump right in. Michelle, could you tell us a little bit about your business? Yeah, we have been in business since 2010, and we cater to weddings mostly. That's about 95% of our events that we execute, but we also do corporate events and social events. Uh, Granted, with COVID, we haven't done a lot in the last year. We've done a few (laughs) micro weddings and elopements, but we, we have a packed schedule for this coming year, so I hope that we get to see those through. Um, We specialize in planning, design, and execution for our clients. And we also, you know, offer packages that are smaller than that service level. So we really can offer pretty much anything to meet the client's needs that range anywhere from hourly consulting, month of coordination, partial planning, and then the full service. We also do a lot of event styling for different publications as well. Wow. You do it all. (laughs) Yeah, we really do. Well, and your work is so beautiful. I just, man, some of the, just scrolling through your Instagram is just like looking through (laughs) the very best kind of magazine because everything is just so beautiful and well put together. So you definitely know what you're doing. Um, Could you tell us a little bit about some of the features you've had or awards that you've won? Yeah, um, I'll start with awards. So we have won Utah's Best of State Award for 11 years. And we've we've taken home that honor in both the event planning category as well as the bridal services category. I'm super excited that this last year, 2020, we took home the boss, which is the main category um, winner for hospitality, travel and tourism. So that was pretty awesome. We have been recognized by Vogue, Bride, and Martha Stewart as a top planner in the United States and the only one recognized in Utah. And yeah, so it's, it's been, it's been a decade in the making, but we've had some great recognition for the work that we've done. And, and I just couldn't be more proud of my team. That's awesome. Yeah. How, how big is your team? So we have a variety of different planners on our team from senior level to planners in training. We also run an internship program. If I were to count our interns total, we're probably sitting around, um, I would say 35, but we've got a team of 14 planners and then I'm the only designer in the company. So that's my focus while they work on logistics, vendor communication, timeline development, and really making sure that they help each client get everything done throughout the planning process. That's Perfect. incredible. So how did it all start? Because did, I mean, did you always have a dream of being a wedding planner or how did you just start and then get to this point? Because it's incredible. You know, it's a really interesting story. I did not 
in my wildest dreams set out to be an event planner. Uh, that wasn't anything I'd ever considered as I was going through college and thinking about my career. I was on a career path to focus on advertising and marketing. And I, I ended up going to work for a company that was launching business over in Europe, in France, Germany, and the UK, and then also down in uh, New Zealand. And being on the marketing department team, they tasked me with putting together events in those markets to help them advertise the presence of their business. So I ended up getting to travel the world essentially and, and execute events. And I really fell in love with the work that I was doing. Unfortunately, I was laid off during the recession of 2009. And a lot of my colleagues in the marketing and advertising industry were also getting laid off because you know, as, as companies were suffering through that recession, one of the first hit departments when it came to layoffs were the marketing and advertising departments. So I was pretty fearful about how long it was going to take me to find another job doing event planning and what I loved. And uh, my husband made the suggestion to start my own company. At first, I, I you know, laughed at him. <laughs> Who starts a business in the middle of a recession? But I decided to give it a go. And I, I created a website. I wrote a business plan. I put together all of my own marketing materials because I had that experience and I launched my company. I, I forgot to think through one really important detail, however, and that is when I launched my business, my intention was to focus on corporate event planning. And obviously in a recession, companies are not spending money on events. So I had to, once I came to that realization, I had to quickly add weddings to my repertoire because I thought, well, no matter what's happening in an economy, people are still falling in love and getting married. So I'll plan weddings until the, the economy gets back on its feet and then I'll, I'll go back to corporate event planning. And two years later, I was planning 40 weddings in the summer of 2012. Wow. And I just have never looked back since. So it, you know, it, it's, it's been a wild ride. It's been an unexpected ride, but I fell in love with planning weddings specifically because what I learned is that weddings give me the opportunity to, to not only work on all the logistics and the things that I enjoy about wedding planning, but there's this element of design, right? So it, it gave me an outlet for creativity and I just really fell head, head over heels for, for that process and I'm still loving it. So we're still around. <laughs> That's awesome. Creative people just have to create. And if you don't have an outlet right. for it in your job, then you have to find an outlet somewhere else. And it's great when the two can merge together. And that's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel really lucky to have stumbled into this career path. And, you know, it, it's interesting in hindsight. I, I don't know why I never in, in my college days pursued event planning, but I, I just hadn't been introduced to it at that young age and didn't know it was something I was going to love. And that's, that's why I became so passionate about our internship program, because I realized as a college student, I, I didn't have hands-on experience planning an event. There weren't even event planning classes to, to take at that time. And now there are entire programs 
to help these students realize whether or not they have a passion for it. And, and through Michelle Leo events, we're able to give them hands-on experience outside of the classroom in the hopes that, that more of these students can realize that passion sooner in life rather than, than later in life like I did. Yeah, mm. that's amazing. I love what you said about how, I mean, you didn't even really think of it as a full career. And I feel like in Utah specifically, I mean, DIY weddings and just kind of doing everything yourself is so, it's such a thing in Utah, you know? <laughs> and yep. so just tell us why, uh, like, hiring a wedding planner makes everything so much better, so much easier. Just why? Well, I think the simple answer is a wedding planner knows what they're doing. And, <laughs> you know, usually a bride, she's she's not been married before. Typically, you know, you, you run into your second weddings, but for the most part, this is a first time go at it for brides and grooms and and sometimes even their parents. And they don't know what things cost and they don't know who the great vendors are in the industry to work with. And, and they just simply are navigating the entire process blind. So I, I think first and foremost, a wedding planner can relieve the stress of the unknown and watch out for things that the clients wouldn't even think to, to you know, ask questions about when negotiating a contract, for example, or what to look for when they're looking for a venue or what, what to analyze when they're going to a tasting for catering or even cakes. So that, that planner is really going to be able to hold their hand from A to Z and help them avoid really expensive mistakes that were otherwise going to be unavoid, uh, avoidable. Yeah. I also will add that, you know, while we do work with the Utah bride, 95% of our clients are destination couples that are traveling here to Utah. To yeah, get I was going to ask about that, actually. Yeah. And, and even, even more so, I think they definitely need a wedding planner because they don't have their feet on the ground yeah, here absolutely. and they don't have any relationships with vendors they don't know who's who anytime i'm talking with a bride that's a destination bride wondering about whether or not she should hire a planner i kind of use the example of you know we can save you so much time because if you sat down right now and and googled something like utah florist that bride could literally spend the next two weeks looking at instagram accounts looking at websites trying to get a hold of people and at the end of the day she's still not going to know who's a good fit for her, yeah. where we can analyze her budget and get familiar with what her priorities are and really play a matchmaker, so to speak, and connect her with the people that are going to be a good fit for her and her wedding. Yeah, absolutely. And that kind of works into why us cakers should reach out and have good relationships with you wedding planners, because so many people, I mean, yeah, they could Google wedding cakes and they could be scrolling for so many days at a time and maybe never even run into you and your specific cake business. But if you have a good relationship and you're working with wedding planners in your area as a cake maker, I mean, you're you're off to a good start and those wedding planners can put you in touch with those brides and and then everyone is succeeding. Absolutely. And, and wedding planners have intimate knowledge in terms of how a budget should be allocated and which vendors are going to be a good fit for that particular bride's budget. And also what, what that bride wants. You know, not everyone wants the same thing when it comes to wedding design, wedding floral, wedding cakes. 
And I feel like we also help make sure that that vendors and their time are not being wasted because we're not going to connect a bride with a vendor that's not a good fit for her or that doesn't provide a service that she's looking for. And she doesn't necessarily have that information when she starts out you know, doing her research on her own without a wedding planner to help guide her through that process. Yeah, that's true. It, it just all goes back to, to the relationships, the relationship you have with the bride and the relationship you have with the vendors. And I loved what you said about being kind of the matchmaker and yeah. put, putting the right people with the right people. And that's, that's a, a very valuable service for both them and the vendors. So as an event planner and, a, and particularly weddings, what would you say is, why would you say wedding cake is such an important part of the event? Oh my goodness. It, well, number one, it's delicious and it's just so fun and they're beautiful to look at. Um, I, was it Julia Childs that said a, a party without a cake is just a meeting? Uh-huh. And <laughs> I, I 100% believe that. You know, the wedding cake has been such a, a long time tradition and celebration dating years back. And it's just sort of become an expected element at a celebration. We have them at birthday parties. We have cake for anniversaries. We absolutely need to have cake for weddings. So I, I think it's just one of those things that has come to be expected. And why wouldn't you have a, a cake? You know, guests enjoy it. It's a tasty treat. It just in my opinion, makes the day more sweet. Yeah. yeah. And they're, and they're fun. I mean, it's fun to just see what people, what brides choose for their wedding cake too. I know whenever I go to a wedding, I, of course I'm biased because I am a cake maker, <laughs> but I love to see like what they chose because there is, there are so many options available mm-hmm. to them that it's just, I think you can learn a lot about mm-hmm. the bride and the groom and their personalities based on the cake that they choose. And I love what you said, too, about how cakes are, are such a, a tradition. They're such a traditional part of it. And even for the bride and groom that are trying to be a little less, like, steeped in tradition, there are so many new techniques and things that can be done that you can take that traditional thing and kind of turn it on its head and make it something new and exciting. And so it's, I don't know, you can tell I'm the cake maker because <laughs> we really well, love seeing what people decide to do for the centerpiece of their wedding. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. And, you know, I've worked with clients that have said, we're not really cake people. We don't enjoy cake. And it's like, well, you might not, but you're, I bet one of your guests or many of your guests do. Yeah. So, so you don't have to eat it, but I still recommend having something there just simply for the entertainment of your guests and, yeah. and they will consume and they will enjoy it. And if, if we have a less traditional bride and groom that don't want to stop and have that cake cutting moment, that's, that's easy to work around. We don't have to build that into the timeline, but don't deprive your guests from enjoying that, that dessert. Right. And, and even that visual. And, you know, Savannah and I, I know for our business, we, we love having people come to a tasting who really aren't cake people because we enjoy changing their mind. <laughs> Absolutely. I've seen that happen so many times. Yeah, exactly. So this is kind of a more fun question. And seeing as you have loads and loads of years of experience and all of your success, what is the biggest wedding cake you've seen um, or you've been a part of planning? You know, I'll, I'll be honest, we haven't had the request for large over-the-top wedding cakes for probably the past 
five or six years. What has been trending for our clients, excuse me, is more of a two to three tier cake, mm -hmm. something that's, that's not overwhelming. Um, we did have a darling bride and groom in 2019 who did a five tier cake. It was an all white fondant covered cake with the most delicate, tiny sugar flowers that mimicked the, the lace applique on her dress. So her wedding cake was literally a replica of, of her wedding gown. And it was such a beautiful focal point at the reception we heard comments all throughout the night that, that it was one of the most gorgeous cakes that that the guests had seen. And I just thought, you know, how fun, how fun to take advantage of cake design and turn it into a focal point at your reception. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Definitely. I know we've we've talked to cake makers. We we talked to one in Europe who seriously some gigantic enormous cakes. And we've we have noticed that too in our area that that they really are Size isn't the biggest thing, but lots of people are really wanting to do some some more beautiful artistic design elements. And we we love those, whether they're on a one tier wedding cake or a big wedding cake. So absolutely. And and I think sometimes brides and grooms fall into the line of thinking that the, the wedding cake is the only dessert you're going to be serving. And you know, desserts have become so popular over the years. And I've, I've really tried to make sure that our team communicates to our clients that you don't have to eliminate other desserts just because you have a wedding cake. You can offer variety. And in fact, people love variety. If, if you've got guests that don't necessarily enjoy eating cake, you can offer so many other options. And it's such an easy way to satisfy everyone. But I feel like when you when you have a variety of desserts and you don't offer cake, you're missing a big opportunity to please the entire crowd. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I agree with that. And there there are those few too that don't realize that you can't have a nice meal without having something sweet at the end. <laughs> Absolutely, I agree. <laughs> so, all right. Well, is there any advice that you would give to uh, cake bakers and, and local businesses um, and with our listeners of how they, what they should do to reach out and to build relationships with wedding planners? You know, relationships really are what the industry is all about. And, and if a wedding planner out there doesn't know of your business and doesn't know what you offer and what price point you cater to, you can't expect them to recommend your services to their clients. So my, my biggest piece of advice to vendors, not only, not only cakers, but any vendor, you've got to be proactive to, to make sure that we know who you are. We want to support businesses, especially local businesses here in Utah and introduce wonderful vendors that are based here to all of our different clients from around the country. But we can't do that if we don't know who you are. So be proactive, reach out, start working on that relationship and network, network, network. Yeah, well, I'll say this. Um, when we were, it was our first year, I believe, and we actually just came across your wedding planner, wedding planning company, and we sent you an email. And then I think you sent a few of your wedding planners and we just had them over into our kitchen and we, we had, had a, a little tasting, tasting for them. Wow, absolutely. We've <laughs> got to know your cake is good before we're going to tell a bride <laughs> that it is, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so that was awesome. And I think it was, I mean, it was, 
intimidating. It was kind of scary. I mean, you're you're so professional and we were just starting out but <laughs> to be honest Michelle we weren't sure if you would say yes <laughs> oh, you know I'm, I'm always on the hunt for incredible vendors and and I think you know sometimes with social media people get caught up in how many followers a vendor has or you know how how much traction they're gaining in terms of blog posts and and features and publications and for me it's it's not about that, that's not how I validate a vendor. For me, it is about the service you provide, the quality of that service, and, and a lot of it is communication. You know, can, can we get a hold of you? Are you quick to respond to our clients' questions? It, it's just got to be a good experience and a good fit all around. Um, so I, I think, too, beyond the networking, communication is, is 90% of running a business, staying in touch with people, telling them what you're going to do, do what you say you're going to do, and then follow up and tell them what you did. Awesome. That's great advice. And I think that's actually a really a, a good place to end unless there's anything else you'd like to share with our listeners. I think that's key right there. You know, the, the only thing I'll share with your listeners that I think we haven't covered and it's not necessarily related to cakes is now more than ever with with COVID restrictions changing daily i think it is so important to have a wedding planner to help navigate the the ups and downs of this pandemic especially if you're trying to plan a wedding in 2021 i have sat through endless zoom and phone calls with different health departments around the state because you know regulations differ from county to county and i i just think you would be doing yourselves a huge favor to bring an expert onto your team to help you navigate what's not only unknown territory in terms of the wedding planning process in and of itself, but now the regulations associated with a pandemic. Yeah, that is, that is great advice. And, and, and important for all of us, because we're all having to be so flexible and having to, to be, to adapt to new things that are all foreign to us. And so having somebody help us be able to do that is, is, definitely will be definitely helpful so thank you so much for coming on and talking with us today we we honestly are so thrilled that you could share your expertise because you really are like at the top of your game and she wasn't kidding when she said we were kind of nervous about inviting (laughs) you over at first because I I think we felt kind of like a a little teenage boy asking (laughs) someone out on a first date or something (laughs) so well, it was it was a pleasure, and my my planners raved about your cake, and and as soon as that appointment was over, I mean, it was a no brainer. You absolutely were going to become part of our vendor network, and and since that day, we have really enjoyed working with you guys, and and every wedding that you've provided a cake for has been nothing but a positive experience. Oh, so thank you. You're, you're welcome, and thank you. We we've loved working with you, and it really is um it really is exciting to see what people do and the the I don't know just some of the setups and the everything has just been so beautiful and there's there's nothing so exciting when you've made a cake that you're proud of than leaving it someplace where it's really showcased and highlighted and it looks so beautiful so so thank you so much and um yeah great advice for our listeners thanks ladies I I've enjoyed my time I appreciate it thanks for having me isn't she great? I think, honestly, I mean, if you look through her Instagram and find some of her work, she is amazing. The stuff she does is just beautiful. So 
I'm just really excited that we were able to talk to her. And I think one of the most important things that she that she said is how important it is for us to build relationships. And of course, it's important to build relationships with event planners and those kinds of things. But even with customers, it's important that we build solid relationships because birthdays happen every year. Um, families that have a wedding may have younger children in their family that will also be getting married or other other people having birthdays or events. The more we build relationships with both planners and customers, the more loyal they will be and it will help our businesses. So, so I really hope that you got that little nugget out of that because that was one of the things that stood out to me was how important those relationships are. So let's Let's all get out there and build good, strong, positive relationships with people. Next week, we will be talking to Nicole from Cake Art Box. She has taken her love of cakes and an entrepreneurial spirit and gone a whole new direction. And I'm excited for you to hear what she has done with her business. So join us next week. Thank you so much again today for joining us. And thank you to Corey who works so hard. He's been such a cheerleader to me behind the scenes while I've been doing this alone. And I'm so grateful for his support. I have been very, very nervous to do this by myself and um, not have Savannah to look at across the table and like give each other feedback if we're rambling or whatever we're doing and so it's been really nice to have Corey step up and kind of pick up the slack a little bit and give me give me the little boost that I need because this is not this doesn't come as naturally to me as it does to Savannah so anyway thank you to all of you thanks to Corey and we hope you'll join us next week when we will continue to talk cake thanks for listening Make sure to follow the Let's Talk Cake podcast on Instagram. Subscribe and write a review for the podcast wherever you listen to it. Thanks, and we'll see you next week.